the vibes welcome back to another emergency episode of the hoop genius podcast it's sunday night 10 p.m i'm packing my suitcase and all of a sudden we've got to do another show because this show is brought to you by nba 2k24 and you know the other day bj when i said you got to get nba 2k24 because it's the only place where you can play with dame lillard on the bucks it's now the only place you can play with drew holiday on the boston celtics if mm. I told you this a year ago that Drew Holiday would be on the Boston Celtics, you would have thought it's impossible. Um, but I did an event today, a great event at Sneakiness with the Edit London and NBA 2K, and we had a basketball tournament. And when I stepped out of the event, I had hundreds of notifications on my phone. And I thought it was people saying, well done for the event, but it was actually people asking me about the <laughs> Drew Holiday train. So, BJ, <laughs> you called me. You were hyped up. Before you give us your opinion, I got to let the people know that they can get their copies of NBA 2K24 through the link in our description. But tell me why. BJ rang me saying this is an amazing move. Well, yeah, I mean, I want to know why. Well, it's a good trade. When anytime you make a trade and you push all your chips to the middle, it's always great. And clearly the Boston Celtics with this move is signifying what we've all known. But I think they improved their team from the standpoint of their perimeter defense. Okay. And to lose Marcus Smart to me was a was a was a huge, huge loss for them on what they're doing and how they're defending on the perimeter. And they added Porzingis. They, you know, the Time Lord and 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 those guys are trying to get healthy. And suddenly now you're looking at their perimeter and you're saying, all right, you know, I, clearly Jason Tatum and, and Jalen Brown are leading the charge, but how they're going to defend, especially those small, quick guards, perimeter players that will, you know, that, that we know will play pick and roll and isolation basketball, so forth and so on. Well, they addressed that need. And I thought they did an excellent job of identifying a player like a Drew Holiday who suddenly became available. And I think it's great. I think they their 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 big three on the perimeter, I think is as good as anyone in, in the NBA. And however, now you're looking at their interior players and saying, what are they going to do with Porzingis and Al Horford? Because those are the the guys they're going to be relying on. And at Al Horford's age, you know, that's going to be a big question mark as far as getting him through the regular season and what's he going to have at the end as they start to play and go deeper into the playoffs. But their perimeter guy, those three guys on the perimeter, I think are phenomenal. Talking about Jalen Brown, Drew Holiday, Jason Tatum. Don't forget Derek White. Yeah, well, Derek White's going to come off the bench. And I think he's he's a terrific, you know, big guard who can block shots and so forth and so on. But I think Drew Holiday is a cut above. Okay. Drew Holiday is in the elite category – that that's 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 rare. I think him, Marcus Smart, are probably one two. Let me ask you this: who, Who's who, better? How are you going to look at who's a better player, Marcus Smart or Drew Holiday? We say a better player, better player. How? In in your opinion, who would you rather have on your team? Just personally. Well, when you're building a team, you got to figure out you know what what it is you're looking for, and you know Marcus Smart here. You know, he's a jack of all trades. He, you know, he can defend ones, twos, threes, fours, because he's so strong. I think probably as far as running the team right now, you probably would give the edge to Drew Holiday. They both have their strengths and weaknesses, 
But on ball defense, those guys are the best. You know, who would you rather have? I, I don't, I don't, I, it just depending on what it is you need for your team. I think both yeah. of them are exceptional defensive players. Yeah. Exceptional. They're, they're not good. They are except they're the they best are, in the business. They they are very disruptive. You know, it's okay. not like you, you you know you don't say you don't say one or two because both of them give you multiple efforts on the defensive end. Now I think Marcus is stronger. Marcus is a little younger. You know, but I would say, but you know, maybe maybe Drew Holiday can extend just a little farther. Maybe, but that's a big maybe. I mean, you're talking about one guy does it. 94 feet. The other guy does it 93. You're talking about one guy who can guard the fours. I don't think Drew Holiday is big enough to guard the fours like Marcus Smart. Nope. You talk about one guy offensively who could, I think, I think Drew Holiday may be a little. A I think little Drew Holiday's more, ability to post up smaller players gives him a little edge on offense. He's a, I think he's a, he's, he's having a said better that, on the offensive end. Having said that, having said that, this is a team that wants to win a championship, right? Drew Holiday is obviously an NBA champion. However, he had Giannis on his team. Cool. Um, his career playoff true shooting percentage um, is 50%, and it's been below 50% in the last three seasons. Marcus Smart, on the other hand, he's been significantly better at shooting in the playoffs rather than the regular season than Drew Holiday. So offensively, I, I take the point. However, it's proven in the playoffs. Marcus Smart steps up, whereas Drew Holiday goes the other way. My thing with this, I hate this trade. In fact, I hate everything the Celtics have done this offseason, and I would love for this clip to come back and bite me if they end up winning a championship. I would love it. But let me just ask you this. Would, who would you rather have to make a run for a championship? Marcus Smart, Malcolm Brogdon, Rob Williams, and Grant Williams, or Chris Porzingis and Drew Holiday? Because we know it takes depth to win an NBA championship. We know it takes chemistry to win an NBA championship. This squad looks completely different now, so they're going to have to find chemistry again. They've lost their depth. Okay, so it's not that Drew Holiday is better than Marcus Smart. Is Drew Holiday better than Marcus Smart and Malcolm Brogdon put together? Because now the guard rotation, instead of being Marcus Smart, Malcolm Brogdon, Derek White, and Peyton Pritchard, is Drew Holiday and Peyton Pritchard. So do you believe that Peyton Pritchard is going to step up and Peyton Pritchard and Drew Holiday is going to be better than Peyton Pritchard, Marcus Smart, and Malcolm Brogdon? Obviously, Derek White remains the same. So that's number one. You've, we talk about the loss of depth at the big position. We'll talk about that in a sec, but there's lost depth at the guard position. And then at the big position, you had Paul Zingis after the Mark Smart trade with Rob Williams and Al Horford. Al Horford, who's what, turning 37, and Rob Williams, who's struggled with injuries, but so has Paul Zingis. So now you've got an injury-prone Paul Zingis and an aging Al Horford. At least with Rob Williams there, even though he's not always available, you have the ability to stagger the minutes between the three of them. Now you just have those two bigs. Okay, cool. They signed Wenyan Gabriel um, just literally after this trade. But with respect to Wenyan Gabriel, if he was that much of a difference maker, why would he, why was he not signed to a roster before now? Okay? So I'm not a huge fan of what's happened. The lack of depth can come back to haunt them, especially if there is an injury to one of their bigs. And I think by the time the playoffs roll around, First of all, Porzingis is easy to exploit, especially against guards like Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard has absolutely cooked him every time he's played him. Al Horford, is he even going to be healthy when the playoffs roll around after taking the strain of having to play significant minutes throughout a regular season? And now, if there is an injury to Drew Holiday, your guard rotation is Derek White and Peyton Pritchard. 
at least if you had Marcus Smart and he got injured, you've still got Malcolm Brogdon and Derek White and Peyton Pritchard. So they've lost depth across the board. And we all know it takes depth to win an NBA championship throughout the course of a brutal 82-game season. This is my issue with the Celtics roster. They may appear more talented on paper in terms of their starting five. However, the lack of depth and the need to rebuild chemistry, and you also lose the leadership that Marcus Smart provided in the locker room. I don't see Drew Holiday bringing that. I don't think that this roster is an upgrade on last year's roster. However, when you rang me, you said numerous people around the league in different front offices believe this is a fantastic move for, to, for the Celtics. Can you tell me why they think that? Well, I think for all of the reasons above, you know, Drew Holiday is a, he's an all-star caliber player. He's an exceptional talent. And when you start building your team, right, and taking into consideration the following, right, we can talk basketball and how that looks. We can also talk about the economics of the deal. All right. And one of the I'm sure one of the big reasons for them not signing and wanting to get off of the depth that's necessary to win a championship is how do you how do you figure out how to compete? And when you start having players come up for deals like we know Jalen Brown signed up for this summer. Jason so Tatum there's a lot. Of, yes. And then Jason Tatum. So when you start to build out your team and what it's going to look like basketball, what it's going to look like economically who is possible, who's going to come off and all of those things. This makes total sense to me. I, I right? would, let me just jump in real quick. I think this makes no sense because in my opinion, Robert Williams is on one of the best value contracts in the NBA. He makes $11.5 million and he's on that contract until 2026. So for what he provides at the big man spot, he's severely valuable on that deal. Whereas Paul Zingis, on the other hand, if we look at Paul Zingis, contracts right now he makes significantly more uh obviously he's more versatile offensively but defensively i like what rob williams brings also rob williams maybe the best passer on the celtics roster when you talk about actions the celtics run where the bigs at the top of the key with the ball some of the passes he makes i don't know any other bigs except for Jokic that makes those passes not saying that rob williams is in Jokic's category i'm just saying that his passing is very underrated paul zingis is making 36 million dollars this year that's three times the amount that Robert Williams is making. And this is his player option year, meaning they're going to have to re-sign him. He's not going to re-sign next year for 11 million like Rob Williams is signed under. So economically, I don't see how this makes sense. Yeah, if you look at it from what, you know, individually we may like, right? So when I, whenever I look at this, and I say this with great humility, I understand the analytics of the game and how the game is viewed from people within these organizations. Offense is of, of great value. In particular, the Boston Celtics, who a year ago, they made it very clear that they value three-point shooting in the way they like to play. I'm now, serious. I may, I may have a different way of like, liking the game and what I value and what I view. However, it is clear. And I want to make this, it's very clear that Coach Missoula and his staff, what they value. They value three-point yeah, they, They've essentially said, we're going to do nothing but shoot threes and on defense, we're going to play drop every possession and Drew Holiday and Derek White are going to chase guards over the screens into the drop. That basically what Milwaukee did with Brook Lopez. Okay. So now that we know this, we watched 82 games last year, plus the playoffs. Clearly, they're committed to this. And now they have players that Coach Missoula, I'm sure, feels will fit his personality yeah, and how he wants to play. So it, so like, again, whenever this is, I'm, 
Go go ahead, go ahead, go, go ahead, ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Well, go ahead. we watched the eighty-two games last season, and they got off to a blistering start, and they were running away in the regular season until teams realized just don't collapse the defense when they drive because they're just looking for threes. And the record of the Celtics after that realization from the rest of the league was significantly worse. And then we saw in the playoffs, they lost games in Atlanta they shouldn't have lost. They lost games in Philly. They had to go to a game seven against the Sixers. And then they lost in game seven to Caleb Martin's Miami Heat. Not Jimmy Butler's Miami Heat, the Caleb Martin Miami Heat. So I don't know if I watched something different to everyone else, but I wouldn't say last season was a resounding success. I'd say the season before when they got to the NBA finals, where Rob Williams was the difference maker when he was playing defense and absolutely eviscerating opposition players. And Marcus Smart was the defensive player of the year. I would say that was a resounding success. You've now moved the two years ago, defense player of the year, the reigning sixth man of the year, one of the best shot blockers in the league for Porzingis, who, who knows if he's going to be healthy. And, Here's my biggest thing with Drew Holiday, because I love Drew Holiday as a player. Here's a conversation between Drew Holiday and his wife. She said to Drew, are you serious after this contract? Are you serious about retiring? Drew Holiday replied, yes, I feel very strongly about it. Drew Holiday has two years left on his contract, including this one, meaning the Celtics will get two seasons out of him before he retires, which means they get no value in return for him. They can't trade him on. He's going to retire. And they're already going to be above the cap. So his salary coming off the books means that they can't even sign someone to fill the salary of the, however much he's making. If I pull up the numbers here, they're not even going to be able to sign someone into the space of what would have been his salary, um, even though he's making $37 million next season. So I feel very confident in what they're doing. I feel very confident on how they're constructing their team to fit personalities and their way of thinking. I can respectfully disagree with it. However, in watching this team, they value offense. They have all five players will be able to score. All five. They won't have one player in there. If you're counting Porzingis as a starter, Al, in Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Drew Holiday. That's a pretty good starting five. And they value scoring. And one of the things that you saw during the playoffs is the way that Coach Missoula wants to play. He needs five guys on the floor. And he went away from Rob Williams last year. And he 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 went away from, what's the kid, um, Grant Williams, who left in free agency, Grant Williams, he went away Dallas from Mavericks. I mean, Grant Williams wasn't even playing for them. Yeah. Okay. He wasn't even playing for games or two. Okay. So again, we can debate on what we like and how what we think. However, in knowing what the everyone wants to talk about culture and style of play and all those things. This fits his personality. The starting five does. The bench. Last season, the Celtics wanted the deepest teams in the league. Now it's Pritchard, White, Hauser, Brissett, and Gabriel coming off the bench. And with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, Jalen Brown has already come up and Jason Tatum coming up. I think they have to figure out how they're going to rebuild their team. Okay. So I think in the next year or two, this fits the timeline. Yeah. It's a a two-year window. Yes. I think... I, I'm looking at the whole picture and going, okay, it fits their timeline. Now, if those guys are healthy, like every team feels, if they're healthy, they will have a chance. However, the one thing that we do know, 
and what we've seen, and then we can debate this, if you would like, is we need depth to get through the regular season. We need depth with certain players. However, economically, sometimes it's impossible to do that because of you have to retain these players. Okay. Jalen, Jason Tatum is coming up. <laughs> That's just this what it is. Yeah. Jalen Brown has come so, up. So so let me ask you, Jalen Brown's come up, Jason Tatum's come up, and then you traded for Paul Zingas, who makes 36 million, and Drew Holiday, mm-hmm. who makes 37 million. Okay. So you Whereas said, okay. Rob Williams making 11, Marcus Smart also making considerably less. Okay. And, 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 and the way less. that these teams think, this is the way the teams think, right? Because we have to know how they think, all 30 teams. All 30 of these teams will look at players and they go, what is the evaluation of these players? Of a player like a Porzingis, a player like a Rob, uh, Drew Holiday. And what they do, they want to be able to have players that they feel are playing above where whatever their salary cap hold is at. And according to the Celtics, Porzingis of what he signed or where he's at, he will be, he will play to that evaluation from a year this year. And they feel that that's good value for them. We can debate that. You, You can say, well, I don't think so. And then I can say, well, I think it's a good move for them. And so forth and so on. However, every team has a way that they measure players according to what fits them. The way that they play and knowing how they want to play with five out, they want to play five out offense and they want to have everyone shooting threes. The way they want to play their coverage on the defensive end, Porzingis on paper should be a nice fit for them. Yes. On paper, okay? On paper, the way they want to defend and the way they want to play on the offensive end. Because clearly, clearly, Mo, we got to say this. They value three-point shooting. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. It was a now, panic move, but it pulls in his trade. Because if the original trade, where it was supposed to be Malcolm Brogdon going to the Clippers, uh, pieces going to the Grizzlies and... Uh, to, the, to the Wizards and Paul Ziggs coming to the Celtics have gone through, do they still make this trade? Well, they pivoted. Like, all you, you got to be flexible. You got to be versatile. You got to move on. You know, you, you have to move on. So I give them credit. I, I like what they've done. I think this gives them a, a, a year or two to figure out what they have. In a year or two, you know what? I assume Al Horford either moves to the bench or they get off of him. I think they move off of Drew Holiday. That gives them two years. Porzingis, we'll see what happens. And they should have cap space and all these things because they have two premier players that I think other players would want to play with. So I think this gives them flexibility. I think this gives them the – this shows that those two players will still want to win. Okay. And more importantly, I think it gives them an opportunity to get other players if need be. So I think, I think they, it's a good move. They have one huge problem, and it's a seven-foot problem from Greece. Um, and that's Giannis Antetokounmpo. Who is going to – if you want to win the Eastern Conference, you're going to have to go through Milwaukee now. Drew Holiday can guard Damian Lillard full court, and he might guard him with a vengeance because he was obviously traded for him. But who is guarding Giannis? Because before, you had bodies you could throw at him. 
You had a well-rested Al Horford. You had a Grant Williams who didn't play a lot in this year's playoffs, but had they met Milwaukee, I guarantee he would have played. You had Marcus Smart, who even when he got switched on to Giannis, could hold his own, obviously not stop him, but he could do a good job. You had Rob Williams who could match up with him. Now, who is guarding Giannis Antetokounmpo for the Boston Celtics? Well, I think every team in the league has the same problem. But the Celtics didn't have it as that much of a problem before. Every team in the league has the same problem. Every team in the league. I, I, I don't think this is a this is a new problem. Giannis is, in my humble opinion, he is the most impactful player in the in the entire NBA. Okay. So it doesn't matter. But it doesn't matter. You have Rob Williams. It doesn't matter. The Celtics beat the Bucks last time they matched up in the playoffs in 2022 on their way to the NBA Finals. I, those are numbers. I'm just giving you. you That's not numbers. That's not a number. That's a statement of fact. The Celtics okay. beat. Here are the, Bucks. the numbers. Which part of that Here's was a number? The, okay. Excuse me, Mo. Since we, I'm not here to debate. I'm just saying <laughs> yes, the best are. player. That's the, the most whole point in, of the show. <laughs> well, I'll let you debate because there's nothing to debate. We all agree. Yeah, it's a fact. Watch the game that Giannis is the best player. The most impactful player in the NBA. Yeah, and they figured okay. out a way to stop him. Okay, that's great. They figured out a way to stop him. Now we have a new coach. They're going to run a new system. They have new players. They're going to run new plays. What they did a year ago with what we can question a lot of things. I'm not. I've moved on. Like what they did last year doesn't mean anything with this year. This is a new team. They Missoula is a new coach. Okay. He's got new players. He's got a new system. He's got new things. So what they did a year ago and projecting it to this year has no bearing for me. I'm living here in the present moment. I don't even know what plays the new coach for the Bucks are going to run. I don't even know how they're going to use. You don't even Giannis. need plays. You can just run Damian's pick and roll. Okay, and that's fine. I, these, but again, I know these guys make it look that simple. But believe it or not, they're going to need plays in some yeah, level of, course, of organization. Of course, it's hyperbole. Okay. So in saying that, I hear you. And I, it's fun to say what the, that Celtics team did, whatever, last year. I'm looking at this team right now as is without watching a game, not seeing a practice or anything and saying, this is going to be fascinating because every team now is going to have to start from scratch on how they're going to defend Giannis because they're going to utilize him in a different way we haven't seen yet. That's a fact. Now, if we think... What they did last year is going to – no, it's not, believe it or not. They're going to run – Coach Griffin and his staff are going to run different things. And I can assure you that when they run screen roll with Damian Lillard and Chris Middleton and Giannis, that that's going to be a major problem for everybody, for everybody, including your Celtics, whether it was Grant Hill there or Time Lord there or whomever. It's going to be different. Why? Because the spacing is going to be different. The, the the way they play is going to be different. The tempo of the game is going to be different. But more importantly, you got different personnel. So we'll see how it plays out. I'm okay with whatever the facts are, as you said it, with the facts. Okay, I get that. That was last year. Perfect. But right now, we're all 0-0. And more importantly, we know that Giannis, in the end, can impact the game without scoring. So that is a trump card that they're holding no matter what happens. I don't care if he doesn't score a point. He will impact the game defensively. He can block shots. He can draw a double team. He can play in full court, half court, 
or whatever it is you want to do. He can be a decoy. So this player, the the scoreboard doesn't really indicate how great of a talent this young man is. And not many players can say that in the NBA. Do you think he's better now than he was in 2022? We're going to find out because we're going to, because he's got to mesh his talent. All great players have to figure out how to mesh their talent with the roster that they're currently working with. All great players, right? If you're a great talent, you just go out there and play and get your numbers. Great players figure out, he's got to figure out how to play with Damian Lillard. He's got to figure out how to play with this version of Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton has been injured for the last year or two. He's got to figure out how he's going to be utilized so that he can finish the game. This is a new coaching staff. They're going to have a new system of play. They're going to have a new culture. He's got to figure all this out, like kind of on the fly. So when you are playing with the expectations that you are the best team in the league and there's no experience or no record of saying this is how we play, we don't even know how they play. We haven't seen this coaching staff, you know, are are they capable Okay, I remember when we watched the Brooklyn Nets, you and I, was that a year or two ago? And we all were saying Brooklyn, everyone crowned Brooklyn the championship. And we don't know how these things are going to play out. So right now, I think Coach Griffin probably has the most difficult job in the NBA. So he's a rookie head coach. And suddenly now he's faced with this. You're the odds maker to win the championship with no head coaching experience. And you just got a player a week before training camp. I, I would much <laughs> rather be Coach Griffin than Steve Clifford coaching the Charlotte Hornets. I can, I can okay. promise you that. Okay. <laughs> I see what but, Kai Jones is doing right now. Teams, I don't yeah. want to deal with that problem. If Steve Clifford won 40 games, we would go, wow. If the if the Milwaukee Bucks won 40 games, we would say this guy probably shouldn't be there. So of talent like, alone, you're winning more than 40 games. Just to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Stranger things have happened. Okay. Injuries. Stranger things have happened. So... You know, I remember when the, the 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 Miami Heat they lost like their first I don't know how many games they lost. You know, with so, LeBron and Wade, yes, and Chris Bosh and these guys. Yep. So, th- this is going to take time, and here's the big thing: this is going to be, this is going to be a new challenge for Damian Lillard. It's not like we're going to see the Damian Lillard from Portland just come there to Milwaukee because it's not going to be the same. Okay, he's not going to be the first option. Okay, he's got to figure out how to integrate himself with these guys. He's coming in and playing not with one, but two perennial all-stars. He's playing now. The spacing is going to be different. His responsibility as a lead guard now is going to be different on both sides of the ball. That's going to be different for Dane. So there's a lot of things that's going on here, knowing that there's a difference between playing just to get to the playoffs and playing to win a championship. So we'll see. We'll see how this plays out. I like it. I like their chances. But one thing I do know is that, you know, getting back to your Celtics, like it's all about fit. And I think they have guys that fit who they are. And 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 that's what makes it fun. We can all agree or disagree. However, they've they've committed to how they want to play on the offensive end. That's clearly the priority for them. That's why Porzingis and these guys. And I think for them, Hey, good for them. And if Porzingis does work out, if he is healthy, 
Porzingis and Al Horford, if they are healthy, that's pretty good. Now, they may not be what what I would prefer, but that's pretty good. Those are two really good players, especially by today's standards, because your bigs who can score, pick and pop, that's tough to defend. And both of those guys are more than respectable from the three-point line. So, you know, when you got Jason Tatum, Al Horford, Porzingis, that's a pretty, that's going to be pretty tough. The person who should benefit most from this should be Jason Tatum. Mm -hmm. Because who are you going to double team from? Mm -hmm. And Jason Tatum should probably, his scoring average should increase this year. The reason being is because now you don't have to put a player in the dunker spot when you have a player like a Grant Williams, who I thought was more than respectable shooting threes. Oh, Milwaukee know about that. Okay, and he's shooting threes, but game seven run. But but Rob Williams, okay, he was basically a vertical player. I mean, he 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 was he was catchable out of the sky. But now with with Porzingis and Al Horford, now where are you going to come from to double team Jason Tatum? So I think offensively, and we know this is an offensive driven team. We know what they like to do. Jason Tatum is going to be very tough to double Jason Tatum now with those other four guys on the floor. I'm I'm not saying I agree with it. I'm not saying I disagree with it. I'm just saying on paper. And and the same applies to Milwaukee, like we said the other day. Absolutely. And and I think in Milwaukee, it's going to be tough now to double from Dane and you got Chris Middleton on the weak side or vice versa. So it's going to be fascinating. It's a chess match. That's why we're going to watch the game. However, I think both, I think both organizations did this. They surrounded them. They surrounded themselves to give their best players a chance to improve. And that's what you want to do when you're building a team. Jason Tatum should be better with this move. And Giannis should be better with this move. Now, let's see which one comes together. Let's see which one fits. But Jason Tatum, I think he can't do anything but be better because of this. And and certainly Giannis now, you he was a problem before. But now he's going to be a real problem. Well, our first chance to see this is the Celtics hosting the Bucks on the 23rd of November. They match up again on the 12th of January, then the 20th of March, and then the 10th of April, when they could be in a battle for potentially the top seed in East. Now, we've not seen either of these two teams play, and you're going to hate this question, but if you had to pick right now, if I told you a seven-game series between these new-look sides was beginning tomorrow, who would you pick it in how many games? Giannis. In how many games? uh, I I, I think Giannis, look, Giannis and Jason Tatum are first-team All-NBA players. (laughs) Okay? Yes. Giannis is a first-team All-NBA. Jason Tatum is a first-team All-NBA. Okay? Everyone's healthy. That's a good matchup. I think Giannis clearly has a, a, an advantage over Porzingis or Al Horford, whoever mm-hmm. you want to. And I think the whoever's left with, with Brooke Lopez, Brooke Lopez is more than capable of scoring 20 any given night. Mm-hmm. Okay? Al Horford is capable of scoring 20 any, any given night. So I think they cancel each other out. Advantage Bucks up front and the and the backcourt. Okay, you have Dane, you have Drew Holiday. <laughs> now, that's a battle of the wheels. That's a battle. You're not going to stop Dane. Okay, Drew Holiday is a is capable of averaging twenty 
eight and eight throughout the series. That's more than respectable. That's more than respectable. Okay. Chris Middleton. I don't think, I think the advantage for the Celtics at that matchup. Okay. Um, with, with, with uh, Jason Tatum. However, Chris Middleton is an all-star caliber player. All right. He's an all-star caliber player, right? You know, and then now you go to Jalen Brown and who you want to put at the two for those guys. You want to put who you want to put at the two. So I, I think it's close. I think it's six in the bucks. And the reason being, I just think Giannis is too versatile. I just think he can go to the four. I think he can go to the five. How many games do you think they would win in? Six. I just said it. Six. Oh, sorry. I think they win in six. Yeah, I think they. I think. I don't think I it think would even take six. I think the yeah. Bucks would win it in five, maybe. Yeah, man, man, that's fair without us saying anything. However, I think Jason Tatum is worth a game. Yeah, I think he wins a game. Yeah. So I think he. So I think he wins two and a game. Okay. Whether it's game. Let's say the let's say game five at home or whatever games they win. I think Jason Tatum is worth a game, and I think Giannis is worth a game. It probably goes seven, and I still say Giannis will win. Mm-hmm. However, Jason Tatum is good for one game in a series. Okay, that kid there is is lights out. Now that's one thing I'll say about Jason Tatum. He may have slow starts. He may lose game one, game two, <laughs> but he he'll he'll bounce back. Game so seven, he'll know, be there. He'll be there. So you know what I mean? It, it, it last year it took a sprain, it sprained a sprained ankle for him to lose what game seven just game a year seven ago. against Miami. Uh, okay. Let me ask you this: Had he not sprained his ankle and they win game seven against Miami and go to the NBA Finals for the second year in a row, do you think they still make these moves this summer, or do they just run it back with that same team? I think you have to make the moves, Mo. I think I think you have to. And the reason I think you have to is because, okay, we have to share this in full disclosure with our listeners. You know, the 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 collective bargaining agreement, agreement was just signed, mm-hmm. right? They extended that. Now the media deal is going to come into play. Mm-hmm. So we may be looking at Porzingis right now at his salary number right now. But when this media deal kicks in, they're, they're all saying once the media deal comes into play and the salary cap increases, we will get a player that we feel will outperform the number that he's currently at. That's mm-hmm. what they're that's what they're all saying. So in saying that, again, we have to build this entire picture here and not just look at right now because next year is gonna come. So they're building a team not only for this moment in time, but what they think. And most teams and the league is projecting that the salaries will continue to go north. And, and if the they think they can team, convince Drew Holiday not to retire because otherwise they built a team for this year and next. That's okay. Even if he does retire, Mo, you get, you're not married to these players. You get two years out of Drew Holiday. That's fine. That's fair. Like both. That's, that's fair. That, that, because things change drastically. Things change all the time. So you get in two years. Who cares after two years? It's not like you're looking at Drew Holiday saying, this guy's going to be here for the next 10 years. No. You're going to build a team around, currently, as it's constructed, around two players. Now, Jason Tatum, I'm I'm saying that that guy's going to be there. And Jalen Brown, they just extended him, so he's going to be there. And if he's not there, you know you can get value back, and you're going to get a lot of value back for him. 
Okay. Mm -hmm. So those two players, those are the keys. And everything else, you just build around it. However, what you want is the cap flexibility to build. Mm -hmm. That's what you want. And right now, when you build a team, you build it out in two and three-year windows. This fits their timeline. I, I'm Two years, Porzingis, they can get off of him if they desire to. They can get off Al Horford, and they can move from Drew Holiday. Now, and in the short term, they can compete for a championship. Mo, in building a team, you can't ask for better than that. Now, I'm not saying everything doesn't have to go right. And I agree with with you know you want to have depth and all those things however mo they can get off of, they can move and pivot if something doesn't go right which gives you the ability to tell your star players which is jason tatum and jayla brown we are committed to winning that was the whole thing about getting damian lillard Giannis made it clear and now they made it clear to Giannis what we're here to do the ball is back in Giannis's court now. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That, that, that's the ball is back in Giannis's court now to say, okay, all right, you want to win for a championship? Everyone agrees right now. This is the team that should win a championship. Let's see what happens. So I like it when teams address a situation because the Celtics have a chance. I don't think they're as good as Milwaukee, but they got a chance. Just like we saw a couple years ago. I didn't think Golden State was the best team in the league, but they had a chance. And lo and behold, they won it. Mm -hmm. So that's all you can ask. You give yourself a chance. Yeah, we'll see. I would love to be proven wrong, but I am not a happy Celtics fan. I wonder how much game five of the 2022 playoffs plays into the mind of Brad Stevens, the game in which um, Drew Holiday came up with two steals in like the last 10 seconds on Marcus Smart to uh, win the game for Milwaukee. But... Only time is going to tell. And um, over time, we're going to be locked in with the Hoop Genius podcast. We're not going anywhere. I'm going to head off and play some 2K with the New Look Celtics and see what they look like. So get your copy using the link in the description. We will be away for one week whilst I am off with the NBA for the preseason Big game time. Between. Big time. Well, Big shout, time. Out to, shout out to our sponsors, NBA 2K. Who's playing team again? Team Who's playing there. over it's there? The Timberwolves. And the Dallas Mavericks. Oh, so, so Kyrie and, and Ant-Man and Luca and Rudy Gobert. Mo and Mo and you know yeah, what I mean? Mo, I, Mo, I just Mo. want to know the answer to this one question. Which voice did Carl Anthony Towns pack with him for this trip? Well, when you when we, when we you do the interview with him, <laughs> you can ask him. And we'll be <laughs> well, waiting. Well, <laughs> the, in, the interview, this is exclusive. I don't know if it will happen. I don't like talking about things before they happen. But the interview currently on my schedule is not with Carlin Sounds. Do you know who it's with, BJ? Luca. It's with the, no, it's with the Game 7 killer of Milwaukee, Grant Williams. Because they know he was a Celtic and I'm a Celtic. So that's how it's worked out. And uh, also... That's right. He is a Dallas Maverick now. That's right. He is now. So I'm going to ask that's him what he thinks. And um, also chopping up with Mr. Kenny Smith, the Jet. He's going to be out there. Oh, and Jet. Tell Jet I said hello. We've got to settle some debates with the Jet. And we'll, yes, we'll we work do. on that. Yes, and um, you never know. I might end up chatting with uh, my fellow Jordan Brand teammate, Luka Doncic. How crazy is that? We're on the same team. Team Jordan. Mo, you, you, every, everyone, it's your world, Mo. We're just, you oh, know, no. we're, we're, oh, no. we're just lucky that you allow us to, you know, oh, come no. in. Don't you do know that. what I mean? Let's, Don't it's do your that. World. It is Don't your do world. That. 
I mean, well, you're everywhere. I mean, you're with the commissioner, you're with the players, <laughs> you're with Brand Jordan, 2K. I mean, we only rock with the best. That's why I'm here with you and our listeners right now. You see it? It's exclusive. <laughs> I only work with the best. That's why I'm with BJ Armstrong and the fans of the Hoop Genius podcast. And we've got some exciting announcements coming up about our plans for this year. So stay locked in. I hope you guys all have a great week. Get some rest because this NBA season is about to be intense. As we record this, we're 23 days away from tip-off. And I personally cannot wait. We'll see you soon. Make sure you subscribe to the show. And most importantly, get buckets.